What's up, ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations. Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Let me do the quick rundown for you if you're new here. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We're online at notjustaphase.net, and we're on Instagram at notjustaphaseworldwide. There's a link in our bio there for all of our streams and services, and a Patreon link if you want to support the expansion of the show. Today, we have a really special episode for you that I'm really excited to chat about. Got lots to talk about, but uh, first I want to introduce my co-host for this episode. Writer, screamo aficionado, and meme queen Vicky is back on our show here for this chat today. She writes for Discovered Magazine, Rocket Magazine, and Pata Sonora Magazine, and she runs a screamo meme page at screamo underscore affirmations. That's on Instagram, and it's hilarious, so go check that out. <laughs> and Hello. Now, <laughs> and uh, now for our guest of honor. Nicole Boychuk is on the show today. She is the vocalist for the Canadian screamo band called I Hate Sex. I Hate Sex started during early 2015 in Edmonton, Alberta. This band's musical career was short-lived, but their impact is still felt to this day, and the love and lore surrounding this band is very prevalent. Within their brief three years, Nicole stayed on vocals through some member changes and some tours that went through Japan as well as Europe. Three splits... Two full-length albums later, they played their final show at New Friends Fest on August 4th, 2018. Four years later, and decades to come, fans of the screamo genre will still be talking about I Hate Sex. So, let's get into it. Not Just a Phase proudly presents a history of I Hate Sex. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming to chat with us today. How's everybody feeling? Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you, Rob? You never mentioned how you, nobody wonders how the podcast host is doing. No, no, no one cares how I'm doing. I'm, I'm hungover. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I'll be yeah, yeah. Tell them. 
I'm a little hungover and I, I stepped on a lovely rusty nail a couple days ago. So Yikes. I've been better. I've been better. DIY or die. Literally. <laughs> By tetanus. <laughs> exactly. So uh where was I? Okay. So Nicole, you haven't been doing the band thing for a few years. Ah, fuck. <laughs> So, Nicole, you haven't been doing the band thing for a few years now, but you have been very busy. Your Twitter is hilarious, by the way. So, before we get uh, into the music, I'd like to ask about uh, your cinema love, and and, uh, I think it's called Not Your Final Girl. How did you get into the role of being a programmer for that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I definitely do love cinema. I guess I've spent the majority of my life kind of engrossed in horror movies and finding lost media, trading DVDs, rare video files, all that kind of like weird online stuff. Um, so it made sense when my local art house theater, Metro Cinema, was taking guest curatorial submissions um, that I should curate something. I was really focused on uh, femininity. Well, I was really focused on femininity in the genre and horror film at that time when I started uh, Not Your Final Girl. And I started it with a like-minded friend, and we've been curating a small set of films every October for the last four years. And yeah, I guess I also volunteer with that theater and um, a couple other film organizations in Edmonton. Very cool. So what, what exactly is a programmer? Because I'm not well-versed in the uh, terminology. What is it you do, uh, I guess, like if you, <laughs> it, if you broke it down really simple? It basically just like finding the films that you want to program and make sure that they all kind of make sense together. And then sometimes like sourcing those. So talking with distribution companies or that sort of thing. Okay, cool. And so other than your job, uh, I'm curious what other hobbies and passions are currently taking up your free time. How's your non-work schedule looking like lately? Um, honestly, pretty boring, which I don't mind. I feel like I've been so busy just like with IHX and then doing like other things. But um, I guess what I've been up to the last couple of years, and I guess it really varies year to year for me. I try to, I don't know, dip my toes in everything that I'm interested in. But um, I guess over the last two years, I started sewing like soft sculptures and also got into printmaking like Lionel, uh, I got into um, lino cut printmaking um, and yeah. then yeah I've kind of proceeded to sell some of my work at a couple of art shows and um, I also spend a lot of time illustrating both kind of analog and digitally um, really focused on like making comics and developing creature designs. I've also been teaching myself um, digital 3D modeling and digital AI art and also, I've recently started to write like a semi-regular newsletter about culture and film and whatever else I kind of want to talk about. And um, yeah, I've also been acting in a few short films in the last handful of years as well. So busy, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't sound boring, though. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, and busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like to keep busy. I like to just try everything that I'm interested in. So sometimes it's the death of me, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm curious if we can get into the music. I'm always curious about everyone's like origin so- story, so to speak. Like 
do you recall how you first got introduced to punk rock or any sort of underground genres of music? Yeah, I think definitely my dad had the biggest influence. He had a really like great CD collection and he would regularly play that in the house. So growing up, I was always listening to like the Ramones or Blondie or just kind of like um, CanCon rock and new wave rockabilly metal, that kind of thing. So it, I don't know, I guess it kind of ended up being an interest in punk music. And I guess my first CDs were Avril Lavigne, Fall Out Boy and Simple Plan. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And where are you based now? Still in Edmonton, yeah. Oh, you're still in Edmonton. So um, I wonder what, what's the scene like in your area and what's your, maybe a couple of favorite uh, local bands and venues where you're from? Yeah, I guess, so I can't really comment now if I haven't been to a local show in probably three years, which is kind of bad of me, but it's okay. Um, but I mean, there was a pandemic, so you're kind of excused. Yeah, yeah I guess sure. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the scene here was always pretty defined by like the West and Prairies of Canada um, in the way that like Edmonton, I believe is the most uh, northern capital city in all of Canada. So a lot of bands don't end up making it through here. It's just a little far to add to the tour map. So no kidding, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that like our scene is small, but it's definitely like close knit. So a lot of bands um, have the same members. And if you're touring here, everybody knows you because you're staying with your friends and you're only coming here to see your friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, I imagine that must be difficult uh, over where you guys are. Yeah, it's definitely been, it definitely was difficult um, trying to like plan even a Canadian tour because like even to the closest uh, city in Alberta it's like a three-hour drive and then yeah it just gets longer and longer as you go <laughs> yeah I've heard it's a fun drive too yeah it's beautiful here and beautiful in the west but it just takes a long time so it's not always ergonomical um and economic well it's not always the best <laughs> to um I don't know tour around Canada unfortunately yeah so on um on the topic of your song, I Hate Sports, do you actually hate sports? Because as a Canadian, I'm going to assume you at least enjoy watching hockey or are forced to watch it often enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't actually hate sports, but you're right about being forced to watch <laughs> hockey. I, uh, oh, yeah. I grew up inside of a hockey arena. My brother played um, hockey from the time he was four to 18, and I'm only two and a half years older than him. So, of course, I was... Um, made to spend all of my weekends and evenings in the arena with my parents um but yeah I don't know I like hockey I watch it during the playoffs and I've also recently got into watching cycling I just find it like really hypnotizing cycling yeah strange yeah it's, it's really fun to watch it's just like a group of I would say like maybe like 60 or 100 people riding their bikes as fast as they can around a circle and like they move as like a hive and then sometimes people like break away to, you know, try and like win the race. It's just like so cool. Okay, teach their own. Uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy that. But uh, <laughs> you're not a you're not a Leafs fan, are you? 
No. Oh, thank God. Okay. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. So, uh, getting somewhat back to music, <laughs> what band are you listening to right now that you don't think is getting enough attention, or do you you think deserves more hype than they have? Um, a good question. I think um, Chat Pile. I know they have a record coming out maybe this week but I think that they are just like the coolest band right now um I also I guess for Screamo I really love your arms are my cocoon I think they just like really encapsulate like what Screamo is about in their music and I just think everybody should be listening to them and they're going to be a classic in a couple of years and uh my Canadian buddies respire nice I, I'd have to agree with the uh the cocoon the cocoon comment wow i wish i could talk today um, <laughs> me too <laughs> they are just wild yeah i the first time i listened to them i was blown away i was like wow how are you able to do this like it just sounds so i don't know it sounded so 10 years ago but in the best way like it sounded yeah. like the music that made me interested in like emo and screamo uh vicky you want to take that one? Oh yeah Oh, yeah. So I was, <laughs> yeah, I was I was just uh, listening to this uh, take because uh, the the whole debate surrounding your arms or my cocoon is very polarizing. I personally agree with Nicole, but I've also heard like the exact opposite because uh, it's either you love them very much or you're quite put off by the by the music they make. So yeah, I agree that they're one of the most interesting uh, acts in Screamo of the past few years and Respire too, and also I'm very jealous you're going to see them and I'm not. <laughs> so, so um, for Nicole, are you or uh, maybe any previous band members uh, currently doing anything music related, any project? Um, you know what, I'm not really, um, I'm not really in touch with my other band members, so I'm not sure what they're up to. I'm personally not um, doing anything music related. I'm not musically talented, um, which people always think is so hilarious. But like, I started a screamo band because like the only thing I could think to do musically is just like scream my head off. Um, but you know, I was thinking recently about maybe teaching myself guitar because I'd love to be in some sort of like shoegaze or like I don't know dream pop even like a fun like doom band but I don't know I think it's a pipe dream yeah that's the screamo to shoegaze pipeline I agree (laughs) I would love that too (laughs) you never like fooled around with the guitar a little bit like you don't know a couple chords G C A D that kind of the basics um I did do some like bass lessons a couple of years ago but nothing with a guitar yeah Okay. And so if you're still interested maybe in uh, stepping on a stage again, um, what band didn't you play with uh, during the years of I Hate Sex that you'd love to share the stage with now? Uh, I'd love, 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 love to play with Portrayal of Guilt. They're one of my favorite bands. And um, I think when we started releasing music, they started releasing music back when they were more kind of like called screamo or whatever black metal or yeah black blackened screamo maybe that's yeah. the word yeah and um yeah i would love to play with them and maybe cersei i think um they're super cool and also a big reason of why i 
I guess why I was interested in starting I Hate Sex was because of their music as well. And I know that they're playing again. So that would be fun. Yes, Cersei are playing uh, New Friends next week. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Are you coming to New Friends Fest, Nicole? I was, but it just ended up being too expensive. And Uh, I don't know if you've heard about like the Toronto airport right now and what a mess that is. I haven't, no. I don't oh. I try not to pay attention to too much news because it would just drive me insane. Oh, yeah. We'll just bring a carry-on and uh, <laughs> we should be fine. <laughs> I don't have to fly. I, I'm an Ontario local, so I'm Oh, are happy. you? Sorry. Wow, what, what, you were... What's going on with the airport so that I inform people who are going? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's just like they have, I guess, like the flight in Canada and right now are really bad. Like they keep getting canceled or um rescheduled and if you're bringing luggage um that you're checking in for the most part just think like just count on not seeing that luggage again for like at least a month wow yeah okay. so i recommend uh, everybody just bring like a carry-on or a backpack of clothing if you're only going for you know the weekend but yeah yeah right yikes i didn't know it was that bad I'm definitely gonna have to tell some bands that are coming in <laughs> i don't know Fuck. if you're aware of that that fun is it well the rest of the the trips seems to be like sets to be like an odyssey so this is gonna be easy just pack lights and put the essentials in a backpack <laughs> exactly exactly you got it <laughs> Since we're doing a history of, do you have a favorite show or tour memory when you were doing I Hate Sex? Yeah, that's definitely a good question. I think every show has such a 
special little thing that you can hang on to. And I think, you know, every show is maybe my favorite, but I think my favorite tour memory is playing um, at the Stars Festival and just uh, standing on the biggest stage I'd ever stood on and seeing like a sea of people just like so pumped to see I Hate Sex and then, you know, having people like sing lyrics back. And I think I ended up like crowd surfing at that show and it just like really meant a lot to me. So definitely that one. It sounds like a good time. Hell yeah, Mr. Stars. <laughs> I've never been. Maybe one day. Um, so a lot of bands are doing reunions. Obviously, everyone wants me to ask, you know, is there going to be an I Hate Sex reunion? Has there ever been a talk about it? Um, I'll never say never, but um, right now, I don't think there'll be a reunion show. Like, we've only been broken up for four years, so maybe ask me again in six. <laughs> Come on, everyone's <laughs> doing it right now, though. <laughs> I know, I know. It's kind of funny how, like, I saw that Unwound is doing a tour again, and yeah, like all these bands are getting back together, which is awesome. I think there's such a huge, like, scream of resurgence for the older bands. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in a few years, there'll be some discussions. But I also can't see myself doing a reunion show at this point. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'll never say never. Uh, I, like, I like that answer. It's better than no. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. There's a little bit of hope to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, with everyone doing reunions, is there any band that hasn't done a reunion show yet that you'd like love to see happen? You know, uh, that's another good question. I think. Thank you. I wrote it myself. For me, oh, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think it would be a jawbreaker. I know that they just did like their 25 year Dear You reunion show, but I didn't get to go. So I'm still going to pick them. Good answer. So um, apart from. Uh... I hate sex. Um, if you were to do a comeback as a vocalist and do uh, a guest vocal feature spot on any band, uh, who would it be and why, perhaps? I would love to do a vocal feature on a Law Dispute song. I love Law Dispute. Like, it's what I spent my teenage years listening to. So I think it would be awesome to just be able to be featured on one of their tracks and I did see recently that they said that Circle Thinking was one of their favorite Screamo albums so maybe there's hope. Damn how does that feel? I was gonna ask the same <laughs> question that's so cool <laughs> literally gonna ask the same question yeah. I mean it felt amazing because yeah like I just said like a lot of scoot were my god basically as a when I was a teenager so it I can like I screenshotted it. I want to like frame it. Just I don't know. I think it's cool how such a little thing from like a band like La Dispute is a thing that Circle Thing is one of their favorite albums could mean just like so much to somebody else. So that's crazy. When Vancouver came out in, in I think I want to say two thousand and six, that just like changed my world. Right, the album, or I guess it's like oh, an so EP. Good. It's so good. Insane. Yeah. I feel like Lattice Butte were the gateway to a lot of Screamo fans that then got interested in the more obscure stuff. But I feel like it was the, the, the stepping ground for, for a lot of kids 
I mean, it was for me, um, it was my intro to spoken word and it was, uh, I guess the first scream adjacent band that I've ever, uh, got really passionate about, but I feel like also like the influence of bands like Cersei and, uh, uh, I hate sex and uh, Lord Snow as well have had a similar impact when it comes to uh, women just uh, stepping on stage and uh, you know doing vocals the way screamo uh, singers do uh, it wasn't very common uh, even so much as uh, you know five years ago and then you know stuff like circle thinking happened um, and I feel like lately in the, in the uh, recent panorama uh, of Screamer, there's a lot more women getting involved, which is amazing, both on stage and in the crowds. Um, because then, it, obviously, when you see them on stage, you know, the, there's a, a bit of a rip, ripple effect where when you see them on stage, you feel welcomed. And so um, I feel like that's very inspiring and very good. So I was wondering, um, do you have a favorite female vocalist? I mean, you mentioned Cersei, but within punk rock in general that maybe got you inspired to do this? Yeah, I, I think it, you're right with saying like even as little as five years ago, it wasn't super common to see some women on stage and um, especially in like the more niche genres. Um, I guess for me, I was really inspired by just some of our local bands. Like we had Maria, um, who existed and they were just an incredible screamo band in Edmonton. And then of course, La Luna or Slash Brain Fever um, from Calgary. Yes. So Vanessa, who's also one of the organizers of New Friends Fest um, was also a big influence on me. And then Cersei, I remember hearing Rebecca's vocals on one of the old gray tracks and just being like blown away. Yeah. Um, currently, I guess, outside of Screamo, I really love um, Kirsten from, I don't even know how to say this, but Lingua Ignota. Maybe yes. I said that right. Yeah, I, she's just like absolutely one of my favorite um, songwriters and performers. And when I first saw her, I saw her perform um, before the body at um, this festival called Blood Island that comes out of Calgary every year. And it was just like transcendent. Like I, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. Um, and I really like King Woman right now as well. I think that uh, she's incredible also. Yes, both really good. So um, about your own experience in a, in a scene that's uh, male dominated, always has been, unfortunately. Um, were there any challenges? Because despite it, always striving to be inclusive of course it comes with its own you know struggles because we're still going to be the minor minority in the pit we're still going to be the minority on stage so did you have to face any struggles fronting the band or being at shows or being on tour yeah I would say a little bit like maybe not as much as um maybe some other people who experienced different things like I don't think that I was super oppressed or anything but um, yeah. I think a challenge for me is like was not being taken seriously and uh, maybe kind of being seen more as like a spectacle than an actual musician like I'm five feet tall and have as you can hear pretty high-pitched voice and um, 
I think that people at first were more just interested in seeing this girl like scream and jump around than they were yeah. actually maybe interested in the music. Yeah, being um, taken as a as a novelty rather than a band. Yeah, exactly. And um, I also found that because my band's name is I Hate Sex, that people feel like they can ask me about my sexuality all the time. Yikes. Um, which I find is really strange. Um, and then also, I guess, having to answer like really political questions or being asked political questions because like my existence as like a female vocalist was somehow like radical. So therefore I should have all the answers to these like political questions. Like I feel like even a lot of men who, you know, w would claim to be like feminists and um, quote unquote, like woke, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like never really took me seriously. Yeah, that's actually all very interesting and all very relatable. But uh, yeah, yeah, that comes with the unfortunately with the territory of being like of being the the, the front woman for a band in, in this uh, realm. But you know, the, it always comes. I feel like being a singer in general and like having particularly like earnest or graphic lyrics feels like it like enables or it makes people think they're uh, you know they can ask you all sorts of questions about it <laughs> but like even like it ma makes me think about uh jeremy from touche amore who like wrote stage four about his mom dying and now he struggles with people constantly talking about their own experience with grief <laughs> and so it's it's a uh, it's a tough position to be in but um yeah i get it but stepping away from uh, from screamo and from you know all sorts of more serious music realms I was wondering, uh, is there any music that you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure to some? Any shameful, cringy, corny music you enjoy? <laughs> um, I guess as of recently, I've been listening to the Minions soundtrack a lot. Yes, me too. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I haven't heard it, but all right, go on. <laughs> um and i really like like one of my favorite bands is lost campesinos i think they're a welsh band um and the, i don't know what you call them like they say they're emo but they're definitely not um but yeah i listen to them all the time too and i don't know they're kind of like nasally and annoying so i know that wait who, who? lost campesinos oh los campesinos yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I listen to like a lot of cringy music. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't really listen, unfortunately, to a lot of screamo anymore. So I feel like everything that I listen to is just like cringy or like, I don't know, Pitchfork's favorite albums. <laughs> no, not Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like not really, but <laughs> okay. um, but kind of in that realm, you know. I listen to like a lot of like um, like hyper pop and like 100 gex and that sort of thing. How do you feel about 100 gex uh, propsing your your band like that with a shirt they wore uh, in the music video for Money Machine? Yeah, I loved I loved it. Um, somebody had sent me the video when it had like 6,000 views and I had never heard of 100 gex before and I thought it was like so cool. I loved the song immediately and then um obviously like it blew up and they blew up and um I think one of my biggest regrets is 
Laura from 100 Gex asked for some I Hate Sex stems and maybe like some vocals at one point. And I just like wasn't in the space to like do that. And um, then they ended up like releasing that amazing um, remix album with like, like Fall Out Boy was on a couple, yeah. like one of the songs and that. So I'm always kind of like regretting that. But um, yeah, I actually, I, I went to LA a couple of months ago and just coincidentally got uh, tattooed by Laura's partner, Gabe, who's like this amazing illustrator and cartoonist. And that was a really cool kind of like coincidence. But yeah, I don't know. I love 100 Gex and I was more than happy for them to wear an I Hate Sex t-shirt. I think it introduced a lot of people who maybe wouldn't have been interested in like screamo to the genre. And yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's it created like this weird like hybrid of like screamo fans slash like like hyper pop kind of online music fan. I don't know. I yeah, don't know what I, you call them, but. <laughs> I mean, the, the overlap always kind of existed uh, between like hyper pop and screamo. I don't know how it's, it's, it's like the pipeline uh, screamo to shoegaze. But uh, like the other day I was at a di uh, DIY show in Italy and uh, this band uh, that's a former screamo band now playing like Midwest noodly stuff before they're set, they played uh, Charlie XCX and uh, it just makes sense. Just like when I saw Money Machine, on YouTube very early on and I saw I was like wait is that a I hate sex shirt <laughs> but at the same I was I was surprised but at the same time it made a lot of sense because uh, I, I get why the the audiences would overlap but it's you know maybe sometime you'll you'll collaborate again you'll have the chance again to to cross paths who knows yeah that'd be great I love that type of music so I think it would be fun so did you have any favorite album for 2021? Or maybe something from this year that you think is your favorite? Um, for last year, I really liked um, the Body slash Big Brave collaboration. I think the album was called um, Leaving, Leaving None But Small Birds. I liked that it was really folk, like, I don't know, folky sounding, but not like folk music, but more like, um, like old school like folk tunes like sung by I don't know people who are I don't know doing something in the field or whatever like very like wicker man vibes um, and then I guess for this year I have been so stoked that Duster put out another new album yeah yeah so those are probably the two I can think of on the top of my head right now yeah, great picks. <laughs> hey, Vicky, we're getting yes. um, we're getting background noise picked up. I don't know if there's someone in the room or whatever. Oh, wait, no, there's actually nothing. Like no a one's... TV or something. I heard another voice that wasn't yours. Or maybe Nicole. No, I'm alone in my apartment. I kicked my boyfriend out <laughs> nice. for this. So. I appreciate can you, that. Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, you got to go. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. I did another interview for a documentary yesterday and did the same thing. I was like, I need quiet and I need all of the Wi-Fi bandwidth. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> what was the documentary you thinking about? Um, it was one. I don't know if I'm allowed to 
Oh, okay. so no I don't know. I don't know if it's like a known thing or not. So maybe you can like remove this from the episode. But so every screamo band has to do a split. I don't know where that's written. It just seems to be a rule. Um, if you had to pick like one split, what do you think would be your favorite screamo split of all time? I don't really like splits. So I don't know how to answer this question. Um, I like don't, if I feel like a split for some reason, I just like don't listen to it. Um, I really like albums because I think that they're kind of like a full art piece. And I find with splits, it would be like really cool if maybe the bands collaborated a little more with each other. But sometimes I feel like the vibes are so different. Um, but if I had to pick an ultimate favorite, I'm just going to go with like the classic um, Orchid and Drone's Dream Skull Split because I just think it's beautiful looking. It is. You can't go wrong with that. Didn't Don't like splits. Eh? That's strange. Like I know why splits exist and it's like yeah. because like, you know, cost, it's more cost effective and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, and I know we've like released splits too, but I just don't really like them. <laughs> okay that's just strange i mean I, I just assumed every screamo fan would loved splits because there's just so damn many of them you know <laughs> you just, you yeah. just figured everyone was into it right i guess i'm a liar sorry i said i guess i'm an outlier oh i thought you said i guess i'm a liar i'm like what I lost. no no <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't. But see- I, I think I think the appeal with splits it's also because it makes the release more obscure, like it gives it lore by mixing two bands. So yeah, it, that's true. It's, it's good cross promotion too, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> what the hell was I? I have to cut myself here. Edit myself, I should say. I'm not going to cut myself. I'm going to edit myself. Um, That's pretty emo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, you're saying earlier people asked you like strange political questions and, uh, you know, questions that they just had no right asking you. I asked a couple stupid questions. Um, this one's a dumb one. So if you don't like it, you obviously don't have to answer it. But assuming you're not a pacifist, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can with no repercussions, who would you punch and why? Um, I love this question. I always joke that uh, <laughs> if I ran for like a leader in politics or whatever, I would run solely on a campaign promise that everyone gets a hundred legal punches in their life. One hundred legal punches? Yeah. So like That's you wouldn't the get best charged with like ever heard. I'm sorry, go on. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so you wouldn't get charged with like assault or anything because you had 100 legal punches for your entire lifetime. Amazing. So like you'd you'd have to use them wisely as like 100 <laughs> punches would have to last like I don't know 80 years or whatever the be, human lifespan is. I'd be done in a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, <laughs> um, and yeah, I think like if that was the case, it would make people better people and make people aim to be like less stupid and annoying because you never know if someone's going to punch you like you never know if somebody's going to use one of their hundred punches and like if they do you know like deep down inside that you like fucked up you now have the title belt for the best answer to that question i've ever ever heard that is so fantastic would you have like a punch card for your 100 punches yeah, you know, I haven't thought about how it would be measured, but... How, how, um, how are we monitoring this? 
yeah, I think it'd have to be a punch card or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some way you'd get like a watch or like a chip or something and it would know. <laughs> what if you give like 101 punches? Do you die instantly? True. Yeah, or like... <laughs> Or maybe that's like when the law starts to apply. It's like, oh, you did 101 punches? Well, we have a warrant for your arrest. <laughs> you see, like, you see wanted ads, like old bounty posters, like, punch 200 people, wanted dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's so, so great. Great answer. I'm so happy I asked that. Um, uh, like I said, a couple stupid questions. This is a new one. I've never asked this before. I usually ask pretty much the same questions almost every show. But um, what is the most illegal or dangerous thing you've ever done in your life? If it's going to be illegal, obviously leave out names and things that could trace back to you. But <laughs> I didn't know I was talking to a couple of cops. That's yeah. <laughs> why no, so I said leave out the details. Leave out the details. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the most. I don't know. I'm pretty, like, I'm a pretty safe person, but um, maybe, like, ghost hunting on and in private properties that maybe sometimes do and don't include, like, breaking and entering into old properties. Um, may or may not. Yeah, but for for legal reasons, that's just a joke. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> ghost hunting. Do you, you yeah. ghosts, I assume, obviously, if you're hunting them? Not really, but I think it's okay. fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're just like trying to see if you can see something? Like, have you ever seen anything paranormal? Um, no, not really. I've definitely like had kind of weird experiences, but I, I don't know. I don't really believe in ghosts per se. Maybe more just like energy that lingers. Um, but I don't know, ghost hunting is just like a fun excuse to like check out like old buildings and um, abandoned spots and stuff. It's an interesting hobby. But I'm also like terrified of the thought of ghosts. So I guess maybe I do believe them deep down. <laughs> so you're terrified at the thought of ghosts. You don't truly believe in them. They may or may not exist. Yet you're hunting them on strange properties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know, like earlier I said, I'll, I'll try everything once and maybe I'll try, try it a couple of times. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting hobby for sure. <laughs> um, if, you could, if you could give the world a gift, what would it be and why? Outside of your magical 100 punches, by the way. I, I, think, the world, <laughs> I think the world needs that for sure. Uh, if there's anything I else you could give the world, though, what would it be? I think I would give the world a donut every day. Like, if everyone could wake up a and donut? in their kitchen, there's, like, their favorite donut, that would be the best gift because that is what I love. So I think everyone else would also appreciate it. What's your favorite donut? Um, I like just, like, chocolate or... um. I don't know, it changes tons. I like sprinkle donut. I don't like anything too crazy. Like, you know, you see those like donut places and they make like these incredible, like, I don't know, yeah. M&M and like whipped cream, whatever weird donuts. I do not like those, but I just love like the classic ones. So you just get your donuts at Timmy's, nothing fancy? No, no, no Tim Hortons at all. Those are gross. 
Nice. It's true. Remember when they were a bakery and now it's just like garbage? Yeah, now it's just like frozen and then warmed up and like yep. served in a bag that I don't even, yeah, it's gross. It's, <laughs> it's sad how much Tim Hortons has grown to suck over the last like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Truly. Like I, when I was a kid, like they had like eclairs and everything and like they had a baker. And now I was told that like Burger King bought them or they're partnered with them. And that's why they have like all those gross breakfast wraps and stuff now. Yeah. And um, remember like when you would go in and you would just see like old people eating like soup and it actually seems like genuine yeah. soup. Yeah. And now if you like look at their chili, it seems like it was like brought out from an alien planet. And they used to like bring the soup out in these like magical, nice porcelain bowls and all the old people look so happy. It was such a like magical place. Now you get your soup in like this cardboard little garbage circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just stopped caring completely. They're like, yeah, you'll still buy it. Here, take this crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I didn't even intend to ask any of these questions, but uh, I, I forgot to write there's, them down. There's so much lore yeah. surrounding Canadian donuts. There is. And there's, <laughs> there's so, I, I forgot to ask all my Canadian questions. Um, I'd have to ask, uh, what's your favorite Canadian food? What, like, what is the fan of Canadian foods? I don't really know. Like, I know there's poutine like, or, yeah. or poutine. Um, <laughs> Depends where you're from. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, I have, I have an answer. Ruffles, all dressed chips. Hands nice. down, that is my nice. favorite chip. And I recently learned that they're only available in Canada, I think. Yes. Yeah, they don't have them in the States. What is that? It's like a chip and it's a mixture of like, I would say like ketchup and barbecue and I don't know, sour cream and onion. It's magical. Uh, yeah, wow. it's just like a really good chip. How it's would you describe it, Rob? It's all dressed. It's every. It's, like, it's, it's, it's the stupidest name. It's like, I don't know. It's like a like when you get like an allspice. They were like, "What what flavor should we make these?" And they were like, "Yes." Yeah, it was like, just throw everything in there. We'll see what's what's up with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. All dressed because I, I I always thought like if people gonna say maple syrup, which I think is disgusting, or like poutine or yeah, all dressed. I forgot that's like basically ours. Poutine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I don't know what that is. Sorry. Oh, seriously? I mean, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it'll take like a week off your life just eating it. It's deep fried. <laughs> it's, deep fried it's deep fried fries. Um, you know, oh, my God. And then you put gravy on it and then you put cheese curds on it. Yum. And then, it, yeah, it, like melts together and like it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not good for you by any means, but it's, it's delicious. <laughs> Um, still doing the Canada thing. Do you have a favorite Canadian artist? Um, yes, but let me think about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No rush. Oh, I can't even find my phone right now to just like open up my Spotify and uh, see what's going on. Maybe this um, is a quicker answer. Do you have like a least favorite Canadian artist, like a pop artist you really don't like? Do you want her to say Justin Bieber? I'm hoping somebody, I'm hoping somebody does someday because I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never was a Justin Bieber stan. Um, nice. Favorite Canadian or least favorite Canadian artist? You know, I haven't had my coffee yet, so my brain is blanking completely. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess, <laughs> sorry, my boyfriend got home and I could hear him in the background. <laughs> but what did you say? 
<laughs> we we can't oh. hear him, so that's fine. <laughs> um, he said Cadence Weapon, which is a good one. He's a, like a hip-hop artist from, he originated in Edmonton and I think got his start here. And then he, I think, moved to Toronto and he's kind of doing his thing there. Cool. He's really cool. Um, definitely loves listening to his albums. And he also is an author, which is really cool. So Interesting. Yeah, I guess I'll say him for now. I'm not aware of his work, so I'll check it out, though. Uh, you know, maybe you experienced this, Rob. Um, I feel like Canadian music is sometimes so, like, because we have, like, that mandate where, like, I think 40% of music on the radio has to be Canadian, and, yeah. like, if you're growing up, like, obviously there's, like, more Canadian CDs, so I feel like I listen to a ton of Canadian music, and I just, like, can't think of it right now because it's there's so much of it but um i really like golfer i don't know who golfer is oh they're like this great kind of like emo-ish band from okay. ontario or montreal um <laughs> one of those two no <laughs> somewhere in the east you know yeah okay yeah they're they're great though i definitely give them a listen Uh, what other questions I have? Oh, yeah. So can you please repress circle thinking? Can somebody, <laughs> can somebody anybody listening, please? <laughs> I know. I kind of have a little bit of pleasure just like knowing that there's, I don't know, 250 copies out there some, like somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I guess the 10-year anniversary of single, well, Yep. The 10 year anniversary <laughs> of Circle Thinking is only three years away. So, if there's any record labels that want to work together and that are listening to this right now, maybe get in contact with me and we can figure something out. Oh, please do. That would be magical. I know like Skeletal Lighting did a really great, um, what is it? Not, uh, okay, just cut this. I like my brain is just ruined right now. What I'm is the, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite bands too, but I can't even think of it. Like who has that song, Drug Lord? And uh, it's like the paper bag over. Will Bonnie, William Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You <laughs> really haven't had that coffee. Right? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah. So I know the Skillful Lighting did like a William Bonnie like repress of um, that one album and they did a really great job. So I hope that the same kind of, attention and love of detail goes to a circle thinking repress me too that would be awesome i really do hope that happens uh i think i'll wrap it up um any last shout outs any plugs any causes anything you'd want to speak on at all uh the mic's yours and then we'll play an outro track and say our sayonaras um guess just keep streaming I Hate Sex. I know that we're not a band anymore, but our music's still valid and relevant. And um, I don't know, maybe just say hi to your neighbor in the elevator. And uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to promote or shout out. So that's what I got. Well, I appreciate you coming to chat with us today. I definitely did not expect uh, that to happen. Uh, that was really cool when you just messaged me like hey yeah we should chat i'm like what 
<laughs> yeah, I was like looking. I was like, how come these guys haven't interviewed me yet? <laughs> Honestly, some people I just I don't approach because I don't know if they're gonna be like, like if they'll say yes or not. I don't know. It's like I don't I don't assume anyone's gonna just like say yes. No one owes me an interview. No one owes me their time. So I just like sometimes some bands I think are just like you know especially being inactive. I was like ah they're not gonna want yeah they're not gonna want to talk to me. What for? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if they don't have anything to promote, but yeah, I was looking. I was like, well, you know what? That's not fair. They should interview me too. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so glad we did this. Vicky, thanks so much. Normalize inviting yourself to interviews. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, by all means. If anyone likes this show and wants to chat with me, shoot me a message on Instagram, please. I will listen to your music. And then I will tell you that I'm very busy and I may or may not interview you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks so much again for coming to chat with us. It's been too fun. Yeah, thanks so much. I had a great time.